As a thankful recipient of many, many skincare products over the years, I've learned to discern what is naturally actually activating my skin to rebalance and recalibrate on its own. That's what your skin is meant to be doing, and it keeps getting disrupted by all these choices that we make. So, when the founder and creator of Herbal Face Food reached out to me, I was all ears. I didn't know why at first. It turns out that Herbal Face Food is the most potent antioxidant skincare line on the market today, period. The raw plant ingredients in each of their products are never processed, never manipulated with synthetics or emulsifiers. These anti-aging botanicals are combined with the most precious plant concentrates, and they have changed my skin. Here's how. I'm going to talk about two of the products, the Herbal Face Food Serums and the Cream. The serums contain powerful phytoenzymes and antioxidants. These are activated and infused into your tissues. They hydrate and increase the resiliency of your skin, and they feel like they're plumping up your face. I use Serum 1 daily. I use Serum 2 when I'm tired and I need extra firming for my skin. And I use the X, which is also known as the Cure, for a small patch of rosacea that flares up every now and again, which you cannot see because of these products. When you feed your skin with herbal face food, you will feel real live ingredients at work. An activating flush, an invigorating tingle, some warmth, all of these are evidence of your skin healing at the cellular level and years of damage reversing. The cream is the most potent moisturizer I've ever tried, and I've tried them all. I live in the high desert. This cream contains 102 of the world's most powerful anti-aging botanicals and is also the world's first and only edible SPF <laughs> with a protection rating of SPF 50+. Plus. And this is accomplished 100% by plant power. And you can expect intense hydration, soothing for your tired skin. You can expect to see inflammation calmed and rebuilding of elasticity so your complexion looks and feels more smooth, and more radiant. Herbal face food is not plant-based. It's plant-powered. It has the highest rating on the ORAC anti-aging scale. ORAC means oxygen radical absorbance capacity. I never knew what that meant before. Highest, over 30 million on that scale. By contrast, vitamin C in skincare rates under 100,000. Herbal face food is using all post-consumer recycled materials and packaging. They use glass and aluminum, which is super easy to recycle as well. The products and packaging are 99% free of plastics. They contain no ingredients that involve the destruction or harm of any plant, animal, or marine life. These are 100% plants only, these products. These active concentrates are coming from the seeds, the fruits, the leaves, or the flowers of the plants only. These products have been a complete revolution for me. I know that you will love the way your skin looks and feels after using it even for just a day or two. And the best part is that Herbal Face Food has offered us, you, my community, a code to receive 20% off forever, ever. The code is capital E-L-E-N-A 20. Once again, that's my name in all caps, ELENA2020. The site is herbalfacefood.com. The code is all caps ELENA20. It's not just your first purchase, it's any purchase. You will love these products, and I am so grateful 
herbal face food for the change that you have made in my life. Thank you. Welcome to the Practice You podcast. My name is Elena Brower. Together, we'll explore and enjoy content and conversations around mastering transitions. In our relations, our wellness, our careers, our families, and especially in our missions and visions. You are invited to learn and love and listen with me. Welcome to Practice You. Welcome back to the podcast. I have with me a dear friend, uh, a colleague, a, a luminary, a wisdom keeper. Gosh, Desiree Mangandog. I don't even know what to say. I can't get over it. <laughs> it's definitely time that I come on your podcast. Oh my God. It's so long overdue. My woman, you have taught me so much in the last several years regarding... Oh boundaries, energy, business, nervous system, money. And this new book is blowing my mind. Thank you so much. You know, though, secretly, it was the first book I wanted to write, but I knew it wasn't time. I had to start with I Am Fabulous and then I Am Worthy and work people up to this culmination of what I've always really wanted to create. Which is I Am Magnetic. And this, my listener, is about magnetizing your prosperity. In very simple terms, this is a map for doing so. It uses all the practices, including traditional Chinese medicine understanding, including essential oils, including nervous system modulation to create the optimal conditions for money to love you. Ooh, that is good. Girl, <laughs> I love that. I've been reading this every night. Money to love you. Oh, because we are definitely talking about receiving today. Wow. Wow. Money loves us. You just make things better, Alina. My dear, (laughs) it's just so easy with you. (laughs) I did my first private session with you a couple, two, three years ago. Mm -hmm. Profoundly changed the way that I saw myself in moving through the world with regards to boundaries. And I want to start with asking you this very important question that both my assistant Jenny and I want to ask you. How on earth do you manage your energy when you're in a healing space with someone? Wow, that is a a very important question that you're asking. Um, So I had an acupuncture practice from the age of 25 to 30. And I didn't at first. I would needle people and then I would start to take on a lot of their symptoms and their ailments. And that's one of the reasons why I embarked on this doTERRA journey, because I needed to find a way to be an advocate for natural medicine and not have to practice one-on-one because I personally did not know how to filter and I did not know how to develop boundaries. I wasn't really taught this or for whatever reason, it just wasn't my time to learn at that moment in my life. And um, there was a time in 2015 where all of a sudden um, my gifts just opened up out of the blue. I did not ask for it. So sometimes the universe just graces you with amazing blessings you didn't even 
expect to receive. And one thing I noticed was how much I was taking on the energies of other people, even in communication, even in a conversation and forget about just, you know, healing work and how draining and unsustainable and life-sucking that really is. So I just was in meditation and in prayer and asking, there must be a way to be able to interact with people because there are a lot of hypersensitives out there, empaths that may not be in an active healing role, yet just sucking on the, the experiences and the conversations of the people around them. And I was just asking, how in the world do I filter this out? How in the world do I even prevent it from coming onto me in the first place? And this is where the I'm Fabulous book came from. This is where all these little protocols that come through, it just downloaded and I applied it to myself and then started playing around with other people, especially my team, like try this, try that. And people were getting these amazing results. So tea tree is absolutely one of my favorite essential oils. And I was speaking to a, a, my chiropractor. He is actually quite an expert in um, in light therapy and water structure and things like that. And he was saying, if you take a look at Melaleuca, it is um, from Australia and there it is exposed to a lot of sunlight energy, a ton of sunlight energy. And so then it activates those electrons. And then when we put that on our body, uh, on the channels, all of that beautiful activated energy just blasts through any kind of congestion and stagnation that you're experiencing. So if you maintain your energetic space, your auric field around you, and it doesn't take much effort, you just put on one or two essential oils, then it's so simple to continually maintain and filter your space so that you're not being sucked down and drained. And, and you know what's so amazing about this is that you lift your own frequencies overall by not taking on everyone's things. And then you hold the space for others. You end up holding the space for others to allow them to have their own healing process, to have their own healing journey. And I, I really look at even artists as healers. I look at a nail technician as a healer. I, I look at so many, I, I put many types of people under the healer category because it's essentially our presence. It's our spirit that is doing so much work, even without us, you know, having some exact protocol and, and method of healing somebody. It's really the love and it's really the compassion. And uh, one thing that I've learned as I am maintaining my space well and continue to do so, and if you are putting yourself out there and, you know, I'm teaching a lot or doing a YouTube channel or, you know, doing this podcast, like you are exchanging energies with people all the day long. When people read your book, you're exchanging energies with them. So you have to have to maintain it. And then like your capacity to serve and love and give is so much more, so much more. And, and here's another cool thing. When you don't take on the energies of other people, because it's kind of like an enabling situation here, um, you hold them down too. And so by not taking that on, you allow that you act more as a mirror even and showing them what it is that they need to work through, what it is they need to work on. And this can all be done without a word being iterated. Right. It's just done through your presence. Dude, that tea tree has helped me tremendously in the last few years, I have to say. Oh, it's the best thing. It's worth millions of dollars. Yep. Yep. <laughs> $21 is not very expensive. 
You say in I Am Magnetic that the the basic human right is for a soul to live in its fullest expression. Yes. And so often we are seeing right now that people are being thwarted and repressed and shunned and not just by others, but also by themselves. Yes. And you say to us that resistance to change is the greatest destructive force on this planet. Yes. What are the oils and practices that you would suggest for being accepting of change, allowing change, fluidity, and fluency in one's life? Mm, awesome. So before I dive into that, I want to talk about fears because we have fears that come up uh, regularly every single day. And I just did a recording on this about there are two types of fears. There's different flavors of fears. There is a fear that comes up, but behind it, underneath it, there's this undertone of excitement, a little bit of thrill. And if you look at um, nervousness, that is, it's the same chemistry as being excited, actually. <laughs> so sometimes we interpret it as being um, frightened, but really you're excited. But then there is um, another kind of fear that that is legitimate, that is legitimate because it's not the right thing for us to embark on. So when you hone into that and you know what flavor of fear you're experiencing, because it's usually our fears that are, you know, getting in our own way every single day, and you have the ability to distinguish what kind it is, you have better discernment, you are um, understanding like what your soul is wanting to express, but if it has that undertone of excitement, then it's time to dance with the fear. It's time to explore the fear and boldly do things that you would never do because everything, if you want to grow and evolve, you're always going to come up against changing something. Always have to change. Always have to change. It's just just like the cycles of nature. It doesn't say summer all year long, right? It's going to go from summer and then into fall and, and then into winter. And so we have to understand that we must move through our own cycles as well as the cycles of the universe. And by doing that, you're going, it's so much easier um, to surrender into that. And, and the stubbornness has got to fall away. And I'll, and I'll talk about oils for stubbornness. And yes, that's so important. And then also learning to receive as well. Receiving is a, a critical element in this. So one essential oil I use for my stubborn people is wintergreen. Just plain wintergreen is very effective. You, if you know that this is self-sabotage, like you know this is the right thing, you're afraid, you're nervous and anxious about it, but you're like, oh, but I, I don't, I feel like I can't do it. And, but you know, it's right to do. Then in that situation, get the winter green out. And then I'll put winter green on the back of my neck and the tops of my shoulders. And that helps me to get out of my own way. And then we have to step into the unknown, which is different. It's, it's not familiar to us, which obviously is going to bring up fear. So in order to process and dive into that unknown to allow for this change and evolution to take place, I love, love using cardamom and juniper berry. And now that we have this new essential oil, mm, it's black spruce. <laughs> black spruce is spectacular for this Dude, as it's well. My favorite. So do a I've gone through three <laughs> bottles in one month. I am uh, the same. 
I have gone, yes, and I bought just five more because I'm like going through it so fast. Um, Talk about quick evolution. Talk about like raising your consciousness in a a very fast pace. Um, If you're ready for that, Black Spruce will absolutely do it. And it is my top favorite oil that doTERRA offers right now. So between Black Spruce, like Black Spruce is wonderful for helping you to let go of that whining, complaining reason why this isn't working out stories. Oh, it just dismantles those. (laughs) So between that and the cardamom and the juniper berry, it's going to help you to digest and process all of the changes within you and around you. And that way you can easily surrender to that next cycle, surrender into that next phase. And I love what you said on page, uh, I think it's just on page three. Yeah. You, my dear soul friend, have picked up this book because you found yourself ready for the change. You are in the 1% of the population who actively breaks through resistance and dives into the unknown. And you go on to say, your checking account may not reflect it yet, (laughs) 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 But, but it will catch up. Yes. It does. We've been hearing people um, posting in our Facebook group like, oh my goodness, I just got this random money for $2,000 mm-hmm. and oh, I got this job that I've been mm-hmm. wanting. It's It's been incredible. It's been incredible. And it's, it's really a matter of time. I don't expect things to take like years for a, a result to happen after working through this book, but you know, maybe give it a month maybe a few months, but it's all about the feeling. It's all about the feeling. You have to feel it first in order for it to come. And that's that's my only critique about um, affirmations is you can, you know, say the words in your head, but if you don't equally feel the feelings, then manifestation is quite difficult. Um, and it could even go backwards. So it's important to make sure that you're aware of the feelings you have regularly because it's those feelings that are the frequencies that you are emanating out into the field. So you've got to up-level them. And and I don't expect people to, you know, do hard work to change the feelings. It's quite simple. That's what the book is about. And that's what the essential oils do. They They work beyond your stubbornness. They are doing things to your subconscious mind, to your body, because a lot of our emotions are stored within our body. I mean, I mean, you feel anxiety in the chest or in the gut, right? You feel fear in the gut. Like all these emotions are in our body. So as we are applying these essential oils, you are single-handedly changing your emotions. And as a result, then you hold the vision of what you are wanting to create and you feel it and you step into it, you got to step into it like it's happening now. And, and most people don't know how to do that. And that's that's what essential oils do. So you step into it now and then watch, like then you're in that vortex. Then things are being drawn to you and come at you at a ridiculous pace. Like opportunities are everywhere all around us. And oh, I forgot to mention this one, the importance of learning how to mm. receive. You've got to learn how to receive, break that heart wall down. Because if not, you can have the opportunity literally in front of your face. But because of the heart wall, even though it's there and universe keeps bringing it to you over and over and over again, you know, we're the ones getting in our own way. If you have that heart wall, can't take it in, can't experience it. So I'm just a simple essential oil to help dissolve and break down heart wall. 
is marjoram. Marjoram. Very easy. I was just looking marjoram. that up for rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, Th- think oh of, yeah. Heart yes, wall yes. dissolver. And this person had a very, <laughs> very, one of the most challenging childhoods I've ever encountered. Wow. Marjoram. Talk to us about marjoram. Yes. I even use marjoram in there um, because I break down the four different kinds of money beliefs that people carry. And I designed this so that you can customize your treatment plan because everyone's money blueprint, money makeup is different. So it's not a one size fits all. I wanted to, and this is just the Chinese you know, medical practitioner and me, like we got to diagnose properly so that we give you the the right treatment plan. So it's the most effective. So you walk through the book and there's quizzes and all these things. So you identify what your main ones are. But one of the categories is scarcity. Scarcity is the whole not enough syndrome. There's not enough uh, money. There's not enough time. There's not enough resources. There's not enough builders. There's not enough customers if you're in the world of doTERRA. And marjoram, I say all those things because marjoram and, and uh, tea tree together is phenomenal at dissolving and breaking down that whole scarcity feeling of the whole like, oh my gosh, I don't have enough of anything. I don't have enough time. Oh, that one is one of my kickers. I can't stand when people say they don't have enough time because everybody, Bill Gates has enough Dude, time. You have enough time to check Instagram. You got time. <laughs> yeah. Right, everybody's got time. It's about prioritizing your time and where you're focusing your time. So, so marjoram dissolves scarcity. It also it also filters out other people's energies because a lot of the um, feelings we have about money it's passed down. We're taught by our community. We're taught by our parents. We're taught by our circles and, and the people we're hanging out with. So marjoram breaks that down as well. But then the heart wall thing. Oh my gosh, how many people, and it's it's common, it's so common because once you've been hurt or betrayed um, in the past, it's very common as a defense mechanism to automatically put a wall up, to guard yourself and to protect yourself. And, and there, there's a legitimate reason for that, I get it. But then as you heal those wounds and you break down the heart wall, what marjoram also does, besides dissolving the heart wall, it increases discernment. So the discernment in knowing who to let in and who not to let in. And when you know that, when you your body is telling, your soul is telling you like, yes, this is a person to connect with. This is a person to partner with in whatever capacity or, or this person mm. isn't, absolutely not, then it, you don't need to put a wall up. You just make that clear decision, logically make that decision, but also intuitively make that decision and boom, no need to put a heart wall up so that when opportunity does come, when love comes, you have that ability to take it in. And one um, one key sign of if you have a heart wall is when somebody gives you a compliment and they say, oh my goodness, you're glowing today. Your hair looks so great. And, and you say like, Oh no, I just, I got lucky. I I actually got some sleep last night and um, I had a good hair day. It's, you know, not, not normal for me, right? That's, that's um, dismissing compliments. So whenever you dismiss compliments like that or dismiss help, like someone wants to help you, let me, let me just do your dishes for you while you take care of that, right? And you're like, oh no, no, I got it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. When you do not receive help and support or do not take in those compliments, you are blocking flow in general. And so hence, you're not going to have a wealthy frequency overall. You're really putting money in the trash whenever you dismiss compliments. You're putting Mm. money in the trash. 
every time. When It's funny because <laughs> I was just going to have you clarify what you mean. I know what you mean, but I'm just going to have you clarify it for my listener. When you say a person's relationship with money is a reflection of their mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And I can say for certainty with myself until, weirdly, until I got sober from marijuana and all substances, mm -hmm. until then I could not save money at all. It was not a part of what I was capable of doing, nor could I make it. As soon as I got sober, right. I cleared my whole internal space. I started to really actually practice what I'm preaching. I began to take care of myself on many different levels. Wow. And suddenly my business began to take off, of course. And not just because of the practical reason, <laughs> if you're listening and doubtful and saying, oh, well, she freed up all that time and now she can actually take care of and tend to her business. Yes, that's <laughs> true. But there was another frequency, another resonance that came across where people suddenly were able to trust me more, where people were able to align themselves with my cart more. And we began to work together as a team in a way that not, it wasn't just prosperity for me, it's prosperity for all of us, as you have seen, Desiree. So it is yes. a definitely a reflection. And sure enough, it's true. When I got my spiritual well-being sorted out, my mental well-being sorted out, suddenly my money well-being was sorted out. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I love that because that's really, really what we're talking about. We're really, this is what we're talking about. And, you know, money is just a symptom. It's just a symptom of um, root issues. And I tell you, when when someone really understands their worth and understands not just logically, but they feel it in every cell of their body. They feel how beautiful they are, how divine they're, how important they are to the people around them, how important they are um, in, in the work that they get to share with the human community. When they deeply get that, they understand their why, they understand their impact that they can make. Oh my goodness, it's the the amount that comes in is so much more. I um we were at a training in Indiana training one of my teams there and um, the way the universe works, it seems like it's like 10 times what you put out is what you get back, right? So if you put like just one miracle out there into the world, into the universe, one loving act, um one nourishing act out there, 10 times comes back I feel as that. a result. But then when, right? Doesn't it seem like that? Yeah. But then when you do one like shitty act, is, is it okay to curse here? Very, very much <laughs> when so. When you actually, do one yeah, like. All the time. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. So, so you put out like one piece of shit, one piece of complaint, one, you know, whining <laughs> that you offer to the universe, then you'll get it back 10 times mm. as well. So, um, and I love bitching, like there is a place for it, but it has to be done in a space of letting go and in a space of, you know, processing and healing that. But uh, a lot of people unconsciously all the time complain and whine about mm -hmm. the same things uh, over and over again. And we do have a space for that in the book. In the I Am Magnetic book, it's called the I'm Don't on, Want Dump. You're on it. Good. So I was just going <laughs> to yes. ask about this because it's the most perfect yes. primer before we go into the four main money beliefs in this interview or in the book. The 
-hmm. diving into what you don't want is actually very important. It's important to see it on paper. It's important to move it out of yourself. It's something I learned with the Handel Group 10 years ago. The diffuser blend mm -hmm. that you recommend is three drops of cardamom. It's page 43 mm -hmm. of the book. Three drops of cardamom, two drops of lemongrass, and one drop of eucalyptus. That blend helps to bring awareness to what needs attention and releasing. You can think of your complaints like a little check engine light, you say. Mm -hmm. A warning sign that something is going awry. Something's not quite right. And you actually invite us to release all of it in writing in the book, which is, if you haven't seen it yet, you need to get it. I am magneticbook.com. It's basically a workbook. Mm -hmm. Like you go through this book in a few days or a few weeks, yes. you will emerge with a different understanding of what you are not only worth, but what you're capable of magnetizing. Yes. It's ridiculous. Oh, when you go through that and you do those multiple pages of your, um, I'm so sick of, I'm mad about, I'm worried about, I'm scared that I can't stand this, I'm tired of, I hate, I'm unhappy with, you will be surprised how much you have stored. And it's causing so much drama in the quietest, most insidious ways. It's unbelievable. It is. The cardamom brings conscious awareness to the subconscious patterns, as you said just previously, it helps digest difficult emotions. Mm -hmm. uh, the lemongrass helps you to see and feel the pain. It comes in to sort of clear out the stagnation. It loosens the grip of pessimism. So as you're writing and really, really, really diffuse while you write, it works. Then eucalyptus is the sort of nourishing and harmonizing oil within this blend. And its main function is to circulate and transport out what lemongrass has liberated. Yes. So I love how smart you are. I love how smart you are. <laughs> and if you're, if you're listening to this and you don't use essential oils, it's totally fine. Now you have a little bit of an idea of how the oils can be used in emotional settings for emotional recalibration. It's not just physical but it is definitely effective physically. And we could go into that in a whole nother talk, but this is a real yes. phenomenon that I have experienced. I am the doubting Thomas and I do not, I, it took me forever to believe in the oils as emotional mitigators. And now I'm a complete believer. Wow, really? Yes, oh, ma'am. Oh, I thought you were into it from the beginning on the emotional side. Wow. No, no, no. No, for me, I got into the oils because I had terrible acne and the geranium fixed it. And the frankincense got rid of the, the marks. Oh, my gosh. Yes, my lady. Wow. That's spectacular. Let's go to the four main okay. money beliefs. Four main money beliefs. I'm dying. I, I just love <laughs> this whole situation. I'm going to say them. You're going to explain them. Cool? Mm-hmm. Yep. Morality is the first one. Yes, morality. This category of beliefs represents shame and judgment around money. Tell us. Okay, this one's thick in our Western culture is that money is evil, it's dirty, it's selfish. Oh, I can't stand that one. It's selfish. I should be just grateful for what I have and just, you know, have what I need and that's it. Um, it's, it's not spiritual to focus on money. Any kind of association as money being a bad thing, that it's dirty, that, that it's a shameful thing to want to pursue and to have and to grow. Like, 
Oh my goodness, I think it's probably the influence of um, the Judeo-Christian belief systems that are very predominant here in the U.S. I grew up in it. I'm of it. Um, And so by holding that shame, really, it's a shame within ourselves. It's a shame within ourselves. Like, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve that. I'm not worthy of the wealth that I want. You know, people always want more money. And And the way I translate it to me, like people don't want money for the sake of money. They want money because they want better experiences. They want money because they want to, you know, feed their children healthy food. I think that's quite noble. Yes. I don't think that's something to be shameful about. Or they want to give their children um, great opportunities and learn music and take music classes. I, I truly believe most people are good. Yes, there's a few that aren't, that are possibly, you know, out to be corrupt. But most of us inherently, I believe most of humanity is caring and kind and loving and want to do great things with resources that they receive. So we have to dismantle this so that it's okay to receive the money they need to pay off their student loans to to take their family on a trip and have those lovely experiences. You know, maybe your kids want to go to Disney World or they want to go to Great Wolf Lodge. I it, it breaks my heart so much when people have all of these wishes and dreams. And and the only thing that's stopping them is money. Yes. It's it exactly. It's it's insane. We come from an infinite source. We are infinite. We are, we have so much love coming to us. And it, it, to me, it's just, um, it's just heartbreaking. It's just utterly heartbreaking. And this is why we had to write this book. We had to write this book. So, so yes, it's just feeling that money is bad to have and that, or people are afraid of what others will think if they have a lot of money too. And feeling disconnected with family or friends. Um, I'm sure you've gone through that, Elena. Like friend circles will change, relationships will change. For sure. And it's not because sure. it's the money, it's because you feel a deep sense of self-worth. You have more love for yourself and you experience more love. And that is not what most humans are experiencing for themselves. So it's that's what's creating the, the friction sometimes. It's hard for people to see that yeah. in their space. Somebody changes and suddenly they're fully accepting themselves. They're fully believing in themselves. That is then reflected in the external circumstances. It's very hard to watch for some people. It is. It really is. Yeah. And, and and then I have a zillion people who absolutely love it, <laughs> who are so psyched, and, you know, who are actually, we're, we're causing each other mm-hmm. to keep rising. Yes. It's not me causing them or them causing me. There's a circular, cyclical, stunning process that happens where one hits and then the other one hits and one rises and the other one rises and it keeps on going. It does. Hold each other up, spin each other up. It's so beautiful. And honestly, right now, um, (laughs) the awakening is happening at an astronomical rate. It's very fast right now. Like synchronicities are are more frequent and um, the world is really ready. Like I know that it's been ready for a while, but there's just something sweet about this last month. This last month, I've I've seen a rise in so much more um, just awareness and excitement and letting go and shutting. Um, lots of transformations are happening at this moment. 
I do feel that too. Mm-hmm. I feel that in my work and in my personal life too. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. It's Scarcity is the next uh, category. Yes. Scarcity. Scarcity. The next money belief. Yes. So that is the not enough, the nagging not enough syndrome, the whole not enough money. There's too much month at the end of the money. I don't have uh, time to make more money. <laughs> I don't have enough uh, customers. I don't have enough uh, partners. I don't have enough resources. It's I and also like it's too expensive. That's a that's a huge sign of scarcity. I can't afford it. Um, people who avoid paying bills and end up <laughs> paying a lot of late payments as a result. Um, money just slipping through their fingers often. They say that. Um, then or just they'll, they'll never have enough money, and that's ridiculous because money is so available and abundant around us. It's more about receiving it. It's about taking it in. So that's all the scarcity. Hmm. There's a, that's so deep, right? For me, I had the same belief for a really long time, but that was mostly because when there was money around, it was spent very quickly. Yes. So I also had that disease for a long time where this is the moment I would make it, I would spend it. (laughs) Yes. I didn't know, uh, just didn't, I had no teachers prior to a certain point in my life when I started to learn from various different teachers what it means to save. It really means paying my future self. Yes, yes. Paying my elder self <laughs> is what savings is about. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And and growing too and investing and growing it too. Yeah, um, and yep, growing it, yep, exactly. And growing it. That's what's beautiful about uh, as you complete this work, one of the side effects not only is increasing wealth uh, coming to you, but it's also about learning timing and how to manage and how how much to save, how much to invest. Like all those decisions matter so we so that you know how to work with the resources that are coming to you. Um, and you're right. I think that happens to a lot of people who initially come into money. Um, it, the the behaviors you had when you were broke, and then let's say you have money come in, those behaviors are kind of the same. So so there has to be that uh, important shift. All right. Which leads us directly into the third category, which is competency. And competency is around the skills and the capability and the confidence needed to create and also sustain wealth. Yes. This... Um, this is one of my favorites to talk about because most people are like, well, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how. I've never, I don't know anyone that could teach me. Um, or even if someone teaches you, they say they don't know how. I I walked into doTERRA not having really any experience in network marketing. I watched one video um, by Callie Wilson. She's a presidential diamond. And I saw her teach a basic essential oils class. And she mentioned uh, she was in Diamond Club. I didn't know what that means, but I'm thinking, wow, she's a diamond. So she probably does really well. And I'm observing her this 30-minute class and I thought, oh my gosh, I could do that. Oh, absolutely. I can do this. And without knowing how to build a network marketing business or without knowing how essential oils work, period, I never got a sample. I I did not ever use essential oils even in my massage practice for some weird reason. I knew nothing, but I knew that I was capable. I just knew. I was like, 
once I get my hands on my diamond kit and, and I get my teacher, my mentor, like I am running. And, and I did. And I figured it out. And it's not about the how. How is actually quite paralyzing. What's more important to know is why. Why? And once you connect to that why, then the how always does present itself. So you do not need to be some master at something to feel confident, to feel capable, to feel that you can accomplish something. You want, like I said, you have to have the feeling first and then everything else will fall into place. So know that you don't have to have a history of mastering something to embark on the beginning of a beautiful journey. So you just have to know that you can learn that you are adaptable, that you are teachable, that's all you need. And from there, from there, you can create so much magic. The, the next point that I wanted to make is that competency develops with practice. Yes. And with good teachers. And I feel like this book, if you're listening to this and you are feeling like you're falling into this category of, I have no idea how, you have in this book a really good start to just start to hear your own story around it, to start to create a little bit of a dialogue within yourself around what your beliefs are, identify where you fall into these four categories, and begin to practice creating mastery, creating competency around money. Okay, so this is what's coming in. This is what's going out. Okay, so how can I lower the amount that's going out and raise the money that's come the amount that's coming in? Cool. I'm going to start to get creative. I'm going to start to get personal. As you say in the book, Desiree, all purchasing decisions are emotional decisions. So how do I tap into that not just within myself seeing that this is an emotional decision, but also tapping into it within my business? How do I help others make wise, emotional decisions with their money? Yes. You know, to help their family. Yes. So this is, I think this is a very, of all the, of all the categories, I think this is one that's highly important and needs to be mm -hmm. highlighted. The fourth, however, is environment. Yes, that's environment. So I have environment, um, a couple of things encompass the environment. One is definitely addressing a lot of the patterns that we have taken on from just observation, just mirroring our family and the people around us and, and the community in which we are raised in. So it will break a lot of these generational patterns around destructive money habits. So that's one. But then it's also wonderful at um, dealing with a lot of excuses that we come up with, you know, as a result of our environment as well. So if people complain about, oh, it's, it's the economy is the reason why or why things aren't working out. It's, um, it's the government. It's the taxes. It's the neighborhood that I grew up in. When we start to identify, you know, these are the reasons why, these are the obstacles, then you you automatically shut down flow. So you see people come from very difficult circumstances, but they always find a way out. And that's, that is spectacular. And that's something everyone holds. Everyone has that inner hero. We are not a victim to our situations and our circumstances. 
you can always rise out of it, rise out of anything. You know, my background is um, when I was 23, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and had my first manic episode. And I went on this track of, you know, being one of those 4.2 GPA students to, you know, going to Chinese medical school at the age of 20. And um, I'm going to be a well-respected healthcare practitioner. And then uh, three years into Chinese medical school, I am in an insane asylum and I'm in the room where uh, nobody, I can't see out, but they can see in. I'm with this girl who is screaming her head off. Like I am hearing voices. I am not sleeping. I didn't sleep for seven days straight. So I come from very, very dark place myself. And thankfully, thankfully I asked, I asked for a solution I asked for how can I function in this society and, you know, be the healer that I know I am in, in emotional healing, but also entrepreneurship too. I really love healing people's businesses. I love working with entrepreneurs. But I wanted to, I knew that I had gifts, but I needed to know how to harness them well and fine tune them. And it doesn't matter how dark your place has been. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. always have the universe looking out for you and always have answers right at, in front of you at, at your fingertips. The question is, are you willing to let go of some things? Are you willing to let go of blaming, right? Are you willing to let go of your pain? Are you willing to forgive? Are you willing to receive? And when when you are, then let me tell you that the opportunities, the love, the abundance just pours right in. It's so available. Yes. I just want to, I want everyone to know it's so available. I do not care what dark place you've been in. It's there for you. It's just a choice. It's just a choice. Thank you. There are a lot of uh, folks that I know that need to hear that. And for my listener, I hope that that helps in any way. So Environment, this fourth category, is really about the peril of blaming circumstances for your own experience. That is clear. When you walk us through these four categories, then you invite a long, several pages of blank pages in which to write. Once we've written, and we're not to skip that step in the book, (laughs) it's easy to see which category we are sort of highlighting in our own belief system. Yeah. And then you give protocols. Bless your heart. (laughs) Yes. I don't just highlight what's wrong. We got to work on it. (laughs) What's cool is that whatever you identify as your issue, you can focus on that protocol or you can apply each protocol during four consecutive days, only one per day. Yes. And then repeat the entire process again. You encourage, you know, if you want to skip a day, you can skip a day. If you want to do all the categories, you can revisit it again. You will find, it's so fascinating, but you will find, I was working with the competency uh, protocol Mm -hmm. and I found this, it's just the craziest thing. All I want to do is curse when I talk to you, but I'm going to hold back for a second. It's the fucking craziest (laughs) thing. But when I was working with the competency protocol and I have like information, I have a team of really tremendous advisors. I have, I have wisdom on my side, but when I did the competency protocol, guess what happened? (laughs) happened? Everything cleared up. Like 
all the the environmental factors for example Mm -hmm. the leaders on my team suddenly really took ownership the the shift in my house was fascinating even my man began to look at his work differently and instead of saying what wasn't going well started focusing on what was going well and then he got like this massive influx of work unexpectedly oh my god it was just from the competency (laughs) protocol and he wasn't even doing it I, it was unbeknownst to the whole team in here. That is so exciting. I'm jumping up and down. I know. I'm jumping up and down too. And it's five oils. And it's five oils that most of us have around. It's not a big deal. You know it's what I mean? It's not. It's not a big deal. I mean, it's just if you have one minute in your day to do this, oh, you're going to welcome so much beautiful transformation. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for that. You're so welcome. I won't I won't share it because I want my listener to get the book. The book is so ridiculously helpful and has been so helpful to me. Mm. Anything else that you would add to your commentary before I talk, uh, before I ask you the three questions that I ask my guests? Ooh, yes. okay, okay. Um, I do want to share, so, you know, I didn't know the essential oils, the new oils, um, when I was writing this book. Uh, so I think there is one oil other than black spruce to incorporate. You can use absolutely any other essential oils as you're going through this I am magnetic process. Um, use whatever you like, but I would, in addition, add black spruce, diffusing that. We talked about, um, diffusing that with cardamom and juniper berry. Another great one is black spruce, cardamom, and helichrysum. That is releasing a lot of heartache uh, from betrayal, uh, from disappointments, uh, even if it's personal disappointment. Black spruce, cardamom, and helichrysum. And helichrysum, yes, diffusing those. Mm -hmm. You could do um, three drops each. It's great. And the other thing I want to talk about, the other last essential oil that you can add that's new is citronella citronella. Wow. I usually use a lemon for focus, but citronella has a much stronger clearing property and it has this capacity to delete all of the excess information or ideas that really do not need to command any of your attention and your energy. I did a a podcast on this And it's kind of like your computer. Uh, Rebecca Hensley talked about uh, how she has so many tabs open on her computer. Let's say there's like 20 tabs open. It's like deleting 18 of them so that you can just focus on the the two tabs that that need your attention and focus. So citronella is magic in that way. I just diffuse it plain, straight up citronella. Don't have to mix it with anything. It's powerful. So especially if you're looking for productivity, um, you know, take what would normally take you three hours, but instead takes you an hour and a half, citronella will really help you with that. It's sort of like the way I use bergamot, maybe ginger also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Add citronella to that. My dear, the three questions. Yes. What in your world needs healing right now? Wow. This is powerful. This is powerful. What needs healing? What needs healing? Oh, you know what? It. I would say it's my my children. Um, I have made a more conscious effort to be present with them because it's very easy for me to get absorbed into work, and I I need more healing in that area where I am um, setting aside an hour a day or somewhere on there where it no phone, no nothing, and I'm just present with my kids. Beautiful. What's your favorite view? 
my favorite view, like um, you're talking about an environment, like you, traveling. You get to take it wherever you wish. Awesome. Um, I really love Bali. <laughs> I love Bali so much. I love uh, palm trees and ocean and uh, marigolds and um, incense and Bali is just pure magic. That's that's my favorite view in this world. And lastly, mm -hmm. what does prayer mean to you? Oh, prayer means listening. It's all about listening. Mm. Um, it's it isn't so much me talking. It's about me hearing, and knowing that the answer, like the answers, are already there. Mm. And it's about hear the ability to hear it. Oh, Des. <laughs> the first book was "I Am Fabulous," <laughs> and I loved it. Yes. The second book was I Am Worthy, yes. and it's tremendous, and it actually really helped me mm -hmm. at a certain time in my life feel like I could and should lead. Yes. And this third book is called I Am Magnetic, and as you can see, I'm smitten. I'm like dying to share the competency <laughs> protocol, but I won't. I want you to get the book. <laughs> Please, Please do. I am magneticbook.com. Yes. And thank you so much for being here with me, Des. I love you. You are so welcome. I love you. And thank you for holding the space for you this bet. magic. You are extraordinary. You bet. Thank you. Thank you, AG1, for sponsoring the Practice You podcast. My listener, you've been hearing me talk about AG1 for some time. I think I've been taking it daily for almost three years. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in one scoop in the morning. The best way to start your day supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and longevity, the conversation of the moment. The taste is delicious. It's suitable whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar. No nonsense in here at all. It's a multivitamin that your body will actually absorb. If you are wanting to make an investment in your health and longevity, AG1 costs you less than $3 a day, far less expensive, and definitely less time-consuming than many different supplements. Reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient, delicious daily nutrition. And since you listen to the Practice You podcast, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and 5 free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Elena. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash E-L-E-N-A. Take ownership of your health, my listener. And thank you, Athletic Greens and AG1.